Happy Friday, friends, and you know what that means. I give you a new No Fluff Friday episode. This is a day where I give you a do-it-right-now tip or task that can impact your motherhood, your marriage, or your home maintenance. Today, we are going to be tackling your master bedroom closet. A lot of you have responded that you loved the episode I did on clearing your junk drawer. And if you haven't done that yet, if you haven't cleared your junk drawer, make sure you go and listen to episode number 13. I have been so amazed at the transformation that's taken place in my home since I cleared out my junk drawer. I've renamed it and given it a completely different name. I don't even have any junk drawers in my house anymore. Our previous junk drawer, I retired and I turned it into our school supply drawer. And it's that's all it holds is our school supplies. And if anything ends up in that drawer that's not related to school supplies, then I know it doesn't belong. So if you haven't decluttered your junk drawer, again, go listen to episode number 13. I give you a step-by-step demonstration and instructions of how to do that. But today, we're going to be decluttering and tackling your master bedroom closet. And just like for our junk drawer, I'm going to give you five easy breezy steps on how to do this. It's going to be very systemized, very thorough, and it's going to take a little bit of time. So make sure that you time block a little bit of time, probably it depends on how big your closet is. My closet is not that big and I've already decluttered it pretty well. So if I were to declutter it again right now, it would probably take me maybe two hours. I always say that a master bedroom closet takes anywhere from three to four hours, depending on how much stuff that you have and how quickly you're able to work through and sort your things. So give your allot yourself about three to four hours to completely declutter your master bedroom closet, to clean it, and to reorganize the things that are going to go back into your closet. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the five steps. So I always start I always start with prepping your space. So I'm going to give this step number 1, okay? So step number 1 is to prep a workspace in your bedroom. Now, in your bedroom, I usually use in my bedroom my bed as my workspace. I can I clear my pillows completely off of my bed because I don't want anything competing with the things that I've pulled out of my closet. So I completely clear off the pillows. I might even take them to a different room, like my my living room, and put them on my couch. I just don't want a lot of extra clutter in my bedroom while I'm sorting through the items that are in my closet. So I completely clear off my bed. I take, um, if I have a com- like a squishy comforter, I take that off my bed as well. And then I just have like a white sheet. I like it just a plain white sheet. You can even do this on top of your comforter if you want. I just like it to be a very clear and flat workspace to be able to put the things that I'm sorting through on that area and to be able to work with. So completely clear off your pillows from your bed, completely clear off your blanket if you have a squishy blanket or any extra like throw blankets, and then take a white sheet or just a solid colored sheet and put it over your bed so you have this huge workspace. It's kind of like a table, okay? So go ahead and do that. Now, if you don't have a big bed or it, it honestly it doesn't matter if you have a, a, a full-size bed, queen-size bed, or a king-size bed. Um, you just need a 
a good workspace. Now, if your bed is already cluttered, which it shouldn't be because you sleep in it, you shouldn't sleep with clutter, then you could definitely use your floor as your workspace. But I like to use my floor as my secondary workspace. So start with your bed because you want to have area to walk around in your room to maneuver and then use your floor as your secondary workspace. Now again, when you're putting items on the floor, get a sheet, get a solid color sheet, like a white sheet and make a square or a rectangle on your floor. I would say do it um, up against a wall or just not in your main walking area. You want to be able to move around. Okay, I took a lot of time to explain how to create a workspace in your bedroom. Hopefully you understand that. So step number one is to prep and prepare a workspace before you ever get started. Step number two is to now, and this is going to be the frustrating part, is to now remove everything from your closet. Okay, so just like I did with your junk drawer, I want you... I I got you to remove everything from your junk drawer in one swoop. So either you removed your junk drawer and just dumped it out into the basket or you just scooped everything out without looking at everything. You just got it all out and put it in your laundry basket. You're going to do the same thing in your closet. You're going to just remove everything without really evaluating it or looking at it. Now, I do things a little bit different when I'm working with a client, but when you are working by yourself, these are the steps that I really recommend for you to do. So remove everything from your closet as quickly as you can, and you're going to put them on your workspace, so on your bed, and if you can, kind of group your items. Obviously, you just want to start throwing things on top of your bed. So if you have your clothes, then, you know, put them at the head of your bed. If you have your husband's clothes, put them on his side on the head of the bed and and so on. So what I want you to do and what while why I am having you do all this is because I want you to be able to see all of your stuff that you are responsible for. Because what happens is when we have closets, we store things and we stuff things and we kind of hide everything. But when we pull it all out and we have it all front and center in this huge pile, it overwhelms us of how much stuff we actually have and we actually own. All of that stuff, you have to manage. You have to make decisions for. And that's overwhelming. So I want you to allow yourself to look at everything and like, in, in one big pile and just take evaluation of how that makes you feel. Is that how you want to feel? Do you want to be responsible for having all that stuff? Do you want to be like a hoarder or do you want to, you know, do you want to start cutting back? I mean, just take a healthy evaluation of how much is there. You've probably pulled out things that you haven't touched in years. So being able to see everything all at once in one big pile, it's really going to help you get a sense of how much you actually own. And you're going to start making, you know, you're going to start making an evaluation of how much you want to change. Do you want to keep all this? Do you really want all of that stuff to return back into your closet? More than likely you don't. So that's going to help motivate you to to make changes in your life. Like you don't want to go back to just stuffing things in. You want to be able to see every single thing that you place in your closet. Also, by removing everything 
and seeing your closet completely bare, you're going to be more hesitant to return items to the space and junk it up again. I love seeing a completely bare space. And then when I put just like one item in it, it makes me feel good. And when I can see all of my items on like just one item on on a shelf like side by side instead of like stacking it deeper and deeper and deeper I just feel like I'm going into my closet and it's almost like a department store I can see everything very easily and very clearly and I'm not having to dig through piles of clothes and clutter so when you're able to see everything and see your see your closet completely bare it's going to give you this greater sense of of that you just want to keep it clean and you want to try to keep it as bare as possible. All right, step number three. Now that your closet is completely bare, take this opportunity to do a deep clean of your closet. It, you, you're going to be able to wipe down all of the shelves. I definitely recommend sweeping your floor if you have a hard surface floor. Um, get your vacuum cleaner and vacuum your carpet if you don't have a hard surface floor. This is going to be a great opportunity for you to get all those dust bunnies out of your closet because when dust settles on our clothes and then we put it on our bodies, then we are breathing in all that dust and it creates a lot of allergies. So take this as an opportunity to completely clear out and deep clean in your closet. Step number four. This is going to be the even harder part. Now, step number two was pretty hard getting, bringing everything out, but step number two is, or step number four is going to be probably the hardest for you, especially if you're doing it by yourself. That's why I offer my service of professional organizing and decluttering because it's just hard for people to make decisions on their own. Step number four is to sort the items that you removed from your closet. And you're going to sort them into three different groups. You're going to sort your trash. Your trash items are going to be items that are holy, that are stained. Your, any of your clothes that are holy stained. And they're just not worthy of donation or to give them away to anybody. These are going to be shoes that are falling apart. They're going to be pants that have really big holes in them. Um, anything that you just do not deem worthy to give to somebody else or that you yourself wouldn't buy off the shelf. The second pile is going to be your transfer pile. And I recommend getting large grocery, not large grocery bags, but large trash bags for this to collect all of these items because you don't want to just start making your piles on the floor and then not knowing what is supposed to go where. So I really recommend having a black trash bag for your trash a white trash bag for your donation items. That way you can keep the two piles. You can distinguish between the two piles. All right, so then you have your transfer items. These are going to be things that you're going to give to donation, items that you can no longer wear, shoes that you don't wear anymore. If you haven't worn it in three months, or let's just say six months because the seasons do change, or it's just out of style and you just don't love it. If you, if you don't, if it doesn't bring you joy, as Marie Kondo says, then just go ahead and get rid of it. Allow yourself to move on and maybe eventually replace it with that item that you, that brings you greater joy. All right, so go ahead and put those items, so your trash in the black trash bags, your transfer items in the white trash bags. Also, if you have any items that aren't 
close, you can get some cardboard boxes and put them, put your transfer items in there. Also, if you find that you have a friend that you want a certain item to go to, make sure that you have a a post-it note pad available with a pen. So that way, as you are making decisions for your, your things, that you can go ahead and take this the sticky note and stick it right on top of the item that you want to pass along to another friend. Please, please, please refrain from passing on clutter to other people. Don't just pass it on to somebody else because you you know, you don't want to donate it or you want to store everything at your your mom and dad's house. Don't do that. If you don't feel that it will be valuable to somebody that you know and that they will love and cherish the gift that you're going to give them, please don't pass that on. We do not want to pass on our clutter and our problems to somebody else for them to have to sort through and make decisions for. All right. The, the third pile that you're going to make is your treasure pile. Now, in your in your bedroom, since we're already right there at our closet and we are already, our closet's already completely bare, we're not going to really make a pile for our treasures. We're just going to go ahead and return our treasures as we sort them back into our closet because we don't want to touch the item a third time. We're only going to touch items twice. We're going to touch it when we bring it out of the closet and then we're going to touch it when we put it to where it needs to go, whether it's in the closet or it's in one of the trash bags. So only touch an item twice. Okay, so in your treasure items. Be very, very particular and very selective of what you bring back into your perfectly cleaned out closet. Be very, very selective. You have to love it. You want to love it. Like if you can't make a decision, hold it up away from you so you can see it. If you need to take the time to try it on, then try it on. But try to be selective in what you bring in to your closet. You're making a lifestyle change. So don't just put everything back to where it was, be really selective and um, just kind of go hardcore on this. Okay. All right. That was step number four. You're sorting through your items. Step number five. We're kind of doing step number five in the process of doing our sorting our treasure items. Step number five is to organize and return your items back into your closet. So we've kind of done that in step number four as we're sorting through our clothes because it's mainly our clothes that are going to go back in our closet. I want you to try really, really hard not to store anything in your closet other than your clothes. Now for me, I will say that I keep our, we don't have an office right now And when we do have an office in our house, like a home office, I'm going to remove our little filing box. I have a very, very small, probably 14 by um, 10, 14 inches by 10 inches, I guess, little box that has our files, like our important papers. That's the only files that we have in our entire house. And it has our family emergency folder. That's a red folder on the very front of that transparent box. Um, That's going to be a completely different episode that I'm going to do that on and explain what needs to go into your emergency, family emergency folder. But I do have that folder at the bottom of our closet. Um, Also, we also have Jared plays guitar and he has two guitars that are in the bottom of our closet as well. But other than that, Really, really try hard not to keep anything in your closet that is not clothes or shoes, okay? Try to keep it super minimal, 
like purses and belts and hats. Try to keep it to just your wardrobe wardrobe items, okay? So you're going to, step number five is you are going to organize and return the items back into your closet systematically, okay? So all, I personally hang up all of our shirts in our in our entire home. I just like it that way. I don't like to take the time to fold shirts. And I've just found based on experience that shirts inside drawers, unless they are stored vertically, like the Marie Kondo way of rolling, not rolling, but um, storing your, your shirts like really vertically. But we live a minimal lifestyle, so we don't have a lot of t-shirts to fill up the entire drawer. So when we take one out, they're all going to fall over. (laughs) So for us and how we store our shirts, that goes for t-shirts, that goes for white shirts, that goes for tank tops, that goes for spaghetti strap, every single thing that is a top, dresses, jackets, everything for us. This is our personal choice. I hang up on a hanger. And like I said, we were, we have a pretty minimal wardrobe. I would say probably, I have probably 35 to 40 tops, like top, like just shirt tops. That's a lot. I could go an entire month without <laughs> wearing the same top repeatedly, which I actually do. I love my minimal wardrobe. Um, but we have plenty of clothes. <laughs> we have plenty of clothes. Honestly, our American culture, we just... And if you're not in America, maybe your culture is, you know, you might have a lot of clothes as well. We just tend to hoard too many clothes and we really don't need that much. There are some people in other countries that they only have two shirts, one to wear while they're washing and they're perfectly fine with that. That's so little to manage in your life. So you want to really get down to where you're not having to manage as much and you're not having to make as many decisions between your clothes. Like just have... Um, a couple of years ago, I did some research on a minimal wardrobe, and um, they talked about how your wardrobe or your your outfits or your, whatever you call it, your wardrobe, really identifies who you are, and it creates this expectation of who you are and this reputation for yourself. And so I, if you know me, you follow me on social media or you know me in person, I usually have on a pair of jeans with a flannel wrapped around my waist because I get cold. It just depends on where I where I am. And I sometimes get cold and I love have, being able to have that flannel to just put on over my arms. And I'm usually wearing like a black or a white tank top. That's just my uniform. And because of that, people have just recognized me for who I am. That's just who I am. And so if you want to create this presence for yourself, then try to make your wardrobe more cohesive. What colors do you like? I would say stick within three to four colors. I'm not a person who likes really bold and vibrant colors. I like more muted, more earth tones. I like tans and whites and blacks. I don't like red at all in my wardrobe, not even at Christmas time. I will put a tan on with um, maybe a red Santa hat just to be a little festive, but just really take evaluation of what you like and try to minimize your selection. It's going to make, it's going to make getting dressed for work or school or whatever you're doing for the day, it's going to make getting ready so much easier. It's going to make your morning work, morning routine so much easier. 
okay? All right, so you have returned items to your, your closet. Um, if you don't have a dresser, which I don't, we just have a really minimal wardrobe. And I do want to eventually get a dresser because I feel like our bedroom is a little bare. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I have decided instead of having a dresser because we we lived in the, our bus, our RV, for a year over a year. And I just haven't had the opportunity to buy a dresser that I really want. So to problem solve for that, I use little clear bins in my closet, the top of my shelf, and we keep in there our, my leggings, my pajama pant or my pajamas, my soft shorts, my soft loungy shorts, um, our, my underwear, our underwear, he has um, a bin and I have a bin. And if you go to the show notes on my website, I can definitely post some pictures of what our organization in our closet looks like. It's very, very minimal. And uh, we have a bin for our socks and everything is labeled so we know where to return the items once we wash them. So it makes it really, really easy. So if you need to do that, then do that. Get some bins and create them as like clothing drawers in your closet. If you find that you doing your or having a dresser is just a a trap. I found that having a dresser is just a trap for clutter because you can just open it up and shove things in there and shut it. I like having shelves to store my items on. So having those those bins in our shelves in our closet makes it, it's just a great solution for us. All right, friends, let's go back over those five steps. I've talked your ear off already, but let's go back over those five steps and hopefully you can apply these five steps when you declutter your master bedroom closet. Step number one is to prep your workspace first. Clear off your bed completely. Have a nice white sheet over your bed to put everything and sort everything out. Number two, remove everything all at once out of your closet. Put it on your bed, on your workspace. Number three, step number three, Clean your closet entirely. Wipe it down from top to bottom. I like to use a non-toxic cleaner. Thieves Cleaner is my absolute favorite. If you would like to purchase some, please get with me and you can definitely use my referral link. Step number four is to sort your items into three different piles. Your trash, your transfer, and your treasure. The trash is going to go in a black trash bag. A, your transfer items, this is going to be items that go to, to donation. It's going to go in a white trash bag. And then your treasure items are going to start getting going back into your closet. And that brings me to step number five, which is to organize the things in your closet systematically. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed this No Fluff Friday episode on how to declutter your master bedroom closet. I want to hear from you. Would you mind leaving me a review about this episode? Did you find it helpful? Are you going to apply these steps? Are you going to tackle your closet this weekend? Make sure you tune in next Wednesday as I give you an after Thanksgiving and Black Friday shopping game plan. This is going to help you not to buy things that you really don't need and go into debt on things you really don't need to spend money on. I hope you'll join me for that episode. All right, I'll see you next week right here on the Habits and Home Show. Hey friend, are you ready to dive in, start decluttering and become more productive in life and in business? Well, I have the solution for you. Head on over to habitsandhome.com slash freebies to grab my three-step guide for downsizing and decluttering any room in your home. 
This is the tried and true method I use with every client in my professional organizing business, and I know it will help you too. Also, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me hanging out with my family and renovating our farmhouse over on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, I'm Lisa at the Habits and Home Show.